You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. Boy, I got to tell you, I heard you all loud and clear. I have been getting a few angry comments that I should never, ever talk about politics or talk about my perspective of what is occurring on a daily basis. After all, I'm no expert on the current affairs and my opinion absolutely does not matter one bit. And that is the truth. I agree with that. Being a person that has brought you the law of attraction information for the last 15 years, I should just be talking about law of attraction subject matter and never cross that line between being a conservative or being a liberal. But the law of attraction is the law of the universe. It affects every living thing on this planet vibrationally. Therefore, it encompasses all subjects and all living things. One minute I'm talking as a conservative and the next minute I'm talking like a liberal. You know, (laughs) you're going to get both sides of it from me. You should know me by now. And you should know and realize that I love current events. I love talking about day-to-day things and showing how the law of attraction or the vibrations are playing out in our daily world. Perhaps I shouldn't be talking so much about the jabs because I'm not an expert on that. But I thought the information I brought from Mike Adams, you know, the health ranger, was quite interesting. In this day and age, how do you not talk about COVID, something that has affected every single one of us on a daily basis? How do I not talk about politics in today's world? It's part of our daily lives, by golly. Let me just mention that if you feel a deep emotion of anger while listening to my show, well, congratulations, you know you're not a robot. (laughs) It's a great idea to explore what it was that got you upset or got you fearful. These emotions of what you felt represent the emotions that bring about future manifestations, wanted or not. This is because you are allowing your creative manifesting emotions to come through. The more you know about your emotions, the more you will understand your creative powers. And that's a good thing. You may find yourself angry with some of my comments And, well, that's great because it gives you a chance to understand what your dominating emotions are at that time and what blocks are stopping you from reaching the desires that you want to manifest. Once you understand that, you're going to be able to learn how your mind works. Perhaps, just perhaps... This is the precise reason why some of you are having an emotion in the first place. It's teaching you of your divine power to create. So let's make this clear. You cannot create from a place without emotion. You must have the emotion to energetically charge the spark of creation. So while I don't like you being upset with me or even the fact that you disagree with me, I don't like it at all. But if it can help you understand your anger or your sadness, well, that's a good, good thing. And I'm glad I was able to help you bring those emotions up, 
even if you think I'm a crazy dingbat. <laughs> so I'm not going to apologize for making you mad or upset. You must deal with your emotions now if you want to open up your creative powers. Call me cray-cray if you wish, but I am here to help you discover sometimes the most uncomfortable feelings that are keeping you from the life that you've always wanted. So if you get mad, well, at least dive into the reason why you are mad. Just don't put it off on me. What you will find out is that it has nothing to do with me or my show. It has to do with the block that is keeping you from your dreams. Does that make sense? Well, you know, I would love to hear from you on this. So if you find yourself getting angry or mad, don't post it somewhere online. Send me an email and talk to me about it. And let me help you discover what that emotion is that is actually stopping you from creating that which you want. That's why I'm here. Now, tonight I have a great gal on talking about Elevate Holistic Wellness. Miss Laura Sanders is with me and she is great and has the best energy ever. You're absolutely going to love her because she is bringing some vital information that you need to know about. She was featured in our September-October issue of Law of Attraction magazine with a terrific article she wrote about recovery, the supernatural recovery. So you want to go read that. Go visit lawofattractionmagazine.com and take the time to read it because Wow, it was really a terrific article all about healing. Introducing a self-healing technology that is pioneering the era of quantum healing, Scalar Light. Try it free for 15 days. We offer a remote healing experience that is 100% safe and natural. All we need is your photograph. Some of our programs include pathogenic cleanse, chakra balancing, and nutrient therapy. Try Scalar Light free for 15 days. Visit our website to learn more at scalarlight.com. Well, welcome, Laura, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is really exciting. I'm very happy to meet you and talk to you. Well, I just loved your article in the last last law of attraction magazine and it is so important that we get the healing aspect from an empathic teacher who's knowledgeable about the spiritual side of illness and the mental um, attributes that actually contribute to disease Right. Absolutely. Yes. It's well, it's really, you know, it's a multifaceted approach. I really fully believe that there are metaphysical and physical reasons for a lot of uh, disease and mental illness and things that we encounter. So um, I think coming at it from the perspective of having both the physical and the metaphysical, both as causes and then also as ways of healing can really offer the most benefit. And actually uh, a deeper benefit. So I want to get into the fact um, that our minds and the way we think actually contribute to our demise, actually. Sure. Um, well, so a big part of the work that I do and, and have done with myself and do with my clients is healing from trauma. And um, one of the aspects of being a survivor of trauma is it can kind of shift you into this mindset of victim mentality and being in a victim mentality can actually bring forth more mental illness and more physical disease. And, um, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to be misunderstood that I'm blaming, uh, the experience or, or blaming the person who's, you know, having these illnesses saying that, the, you know, you, that you're bringing it on yourself, but there is an energetic shift that kind of needs to happen <clears throat> to overcome the mentality that you have where you get yourself involved into relationships that don't serve 
serve you or engage in behaviors that don't serve you, whether that's, you know, using drugs or being in, in relationships that are unhelpful. Um, and also just the way that we talk to ourselves and treat ourselves on a daily basis. All of that is going to have some sort of input into how we navigate the healing process. And so if you're starting uh, from zero or from less than zero with mental illness, it is it can be a vicious cycle and it can be really difficult to overcome. Yes, definitely. But there's a bigger aspect, especially what's going on with us right now, everywhere sure. in the world. <clears throat> We've got this thing called COVID going on. And yet there's really not that much information about COVID. Right. So it's like we're dealing with this brand new thing. So how do we. I know we're being saturated in the media. Mm -hmm. uh, with the fear porn going on and telling yeah. us people are dying from it when the statistics are just not really showing that's even worse than the regular flu that we have every winter. The sure. stats are just not there, but the fear is placing that mental um, wrap around us. And would you sure. say that that is helping to create or at least make the situation worse? I, I mean, honestly, I think that what we're dealing with is kind of a spiritual pathogen. Um, it's kind of like an emotional pathogen. So the fear is actually the thing that is incredibly contagious and, and it's spreading and the anxiety is spreading. And so if you can... Um, you know, it, maybe it's helpful to engage in, in some level of media, some level of information. Maybe it's not. And I'm sure that that answer is probably different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but certainly when you become steeped in it, when you're surrounded by people who are in an echo chamber and it's sort of all that anyone can talk about, then it becomes the fear is really the thing that is causing illness. It's causing mental illness. And I've seen a lot of really healthy people sort of decline because they're too afraid to leave their houses um, mm -hmm. or maybe they're using substances at an alarming rate to cope with the massive increase of anxiety. And as an empath, you know, it's easy for me to tap into what other people are feeling. If they're feeling high levels of anxiety, then I can feel it as well. So I you know, know to kind of step back. I believe that everybody is empathic to some degree. We're all connected in an inner web of, you know, of feelings and emotions and experience experiences and consciousness. And as we are all connected in this web, then when someone is experiencing anxiety, it does make it easier for you to pick up on it or for you to have your own fear. And then when you're having discussions um, about it and discussions about people are dying and we're afraid that we're going to get sick and you know, et cetera, et cetera, then it just kind of increases. And then you go to the next person in your day and you say, oh, I heard this statistic and people are dying and it gets passed on to them and so forth and so forth. And I think that that's really the contagion that is... Um, it's really alarming and it's causing so much disharmony and disconnection. It's taking us out of the interweb and the collective consciousness so that there's a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of cohesion and there's a lot of division of, well, this person is at fault or this person is at fault, or I have to stay away from these types of people because they're no longer safe to be around. Um, and so I believe that to be as damaging to us as a society, as the, uh, virus itself. I agree with you 100%. And I'm so glad that you are a part of this to set the record straight. We need to understand now, we are seeing we're being just thrown all of this stuff. And it's constant, we can't get away from it. You go to the grocery store, you have to wear a mask. You go anywhere and you really have to be careful. And they're now dividing people, human beings, as being vaccinated and unvaccinated. And it just doesn't make any sense, except the only thing that makes sense is that there is an entity out there that's trying to control the way that we think. Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And this is a this is a, a huge problem in our society right now and, and in our culture. And there's so much division and separation and discrimination. Uh, friends and families are being torn apart because of this issue about whether or not you believe that the other person is safe or clean. Um, and 
Yeah, I, I feel like I see it in my daily life. I see it affecting me on a very personal level. But I also see it on a global level as well. So that is kind of what I'd like to talk about supernatural recovery, because we've got to bring the mind in alignment with our body in order to stay healthy, but yet give us the secret on how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's no secret formula really. Um, but there are tools and tricks that you can do to just sort of help to protect yourself. Um, supernatural recovery is, um, an addiction and trauma based therapy for other empaths and high sensitives. And it can really be applicable to so many different things. I am, um, uh, an alcoholic, I'm a recovering alcoholic is sort of my main uh, dysfunction. And these are the tools and the tricks that I sort of found on my path to recovery from addiction. Wow. But I do believe that they're applicable um, to people who are facing all different types of issues in their life. And um, so it starts out with caring for your physical body. And so um, we're talking about really meeting your basic needs, even in the hierarchy of needs. The very first thing is, you know, that you have water, that you have food, shelter, warmth. I mean, all of those things um, in our society. And especially if you're sort of stuck in like a fear cycle or if you're experiencing illness or, or a lot of anxiety, you're less likely to take better care of yourself and eat nutrient rich foods or, you know, making sure that you're drinking enough water and exercising and all of those things. Um, and so that's one of the things, just taking care of your physical body and being really vigilant about taking care of your physical body and not just taking it for granted that the food is that you eat is, is good enough. And, you know, the supplements that you have are good enough, but really taking being in the driver's seat of your life. Um, and then you have the physical application and then you can move into more of the metaphysical application. So a big piece of the work um, that I do with my clients is working with stress and trauma being stuck in our body. And this is, a, I don't go too much into the science in my book, a book like the body keeps the score is a really fantastic read regarding trauma being stuck in your body and stress being stuck in your body. And, um, a piece of healing is moving this stress and moving the fear and the anxiety out of the stuck places inside of your physical body. Yeah. And I mean, this can be done really in a variety of ways. But that's a really that's a really core piece. And so what we're dealing now with COVID is everyone's feeling incredibly stressed. Everyone's feeling very anxious. And these things are getting stuck in our tissues and suppressing our immunity. And that's actually going to make it easier for us to contract something that's going to be a, like a physical pathogen. So it's actually lowering our immunity, the Absolutely. stress, Absolutely. our mental stress. ability to decipher all this, the fear is lowering our immunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a neurological, biological, chemical, very well-known scientifically proven fact that if that stress is going to decrease your immunity and make you more susceptible to any type of disease, heart disease and cancer are two really big ones. But then of course it can also make you more susceptible to any, you know, viral contagion that's happening in the world as well. So caring for your physical body, but then also figuring out a way to really deal with the stress so that it doesn't get trapped in your body and lower your immunity um, is another really crucial way to kind of move through what we're dealing with. So what do you then suggest for the people listening? Because it's heard all over the world. What do you suggest we do as far as dealing with this um, um, bothersome uh, thing that's going on physically and mentally? What, what should we be doing? Sure. Um, the first thing that I want to say is to connect to connect to other people, to connect to yourself, to connect to source energy, um, because isolation is another problem. And it's another thing that's going to increase the stress levels and suppress your immunity. So connection and a, a wonderful way to connect with, uh, of course, I'm a body worker. So I really believe in the healing power of body work. And I think that that can be a wonderful way to have healing physical touch. It can also be a great way to connect with other people. It can also be a great way to activate your parasympathetic nervous system so that your, your system stays a little more calm and you can move some of the stress you know, out of your body rather than keeping it trapped in your tissues. Um, 
breath work is another really powerful um, tool that we can use to lower our stress levels and also to move some of the stuck energies in our body. So those are the two sort of most prominent in the, when I'm working with my clients and when I'm you know doing my own healing work, those are the two main things. Um, and then of course, figuring out new ways to calm your nervous system. So you're not going for unhealthy coping mechanisms. And, um, and there's a really a, a wide variety of ways that we can calm our nervous system by tapping into our different physical senses and, and treating those with a lot of gentle nurturing care. And some of those would be what? Sure. So um, for example, um, your physical sense of touch, something simple like a weighted blanket or like a warm bath is something that is very physical that can kind of ground your body. Um, grounding practices such as earthing, taking your shoes and your socks off and putting your directly onto the ground um, and, and feeling the healing energy of the earth come up through your feet can actually be a really wonderful healing practice. And, um, and there's science behind that as well about actually taking the healing energy from the earth through just your bare feet. And that can be a really grounding and calming thing as well. Um, I'm also a really big believer in sound therapy. Oh, really? um, I really, uh, I think that there's a lot of benefit to, um, not just guided meditations, but sound meditations that can be led with, um, a, a gong or a flute or, you know, uh, drumming. Um, and so those are ways that they can, you know, activate different parts of your brain that can help you feel a little more calm. Um, there's also solfeggio frequencies, uh, which are, um, at certain frequencies, the music that you listen to is really going to activate various types of healing and it can be healing for your body. It can also be really calming and really de-stressing, which in turn, of course, is going to help boost your immunity. So it's boosting your immunity from the physical pathogen, but then it's also decreasing your stress levels, which is also increasing your immunity to the spiritual pathogen that we discussed earlier. Wow. Wow. So that's, that's really important what you just said. Um, so it goes beyond meditation. It goes into really being cognizant of the fact that you are stressed. And, you know, in this day and age with all this working, you know, you, you don't even know that you're stressed. You're just getting irritated. You're getting uh, Absolutely. frustrated <laughs> and you don't know that you are actually stressed. Right. That's and what's the problem with the year 2021 so far. We don't know when it absolutely. is until somebody tells us, uh, hey, you got a problem there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm mad. I'm tired of this. Why can't I get back to living life normally? But right. Well, we can become really disconnected from our bodies. Um, yeah. And so it's part of like, like you said, not knowing that you're stressed, but it's also not knowing that maybe your shoulders have started creeping up closer to your ears. And when you start to become, a, you know, cognizant of it, like you said, through an awareness practice, um, it, it taps you into where in your body you're feeling physical pain, where in your body you're feeling physical stress that can be released. And then also, you know, where, where you're having emotional stresses. And so I think that having an awareness practice is absolutely paramount to healing because first you have to be knowledgeable about your own body and where the problems are before they can be fixed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and again, the meditation or getting quiet for you to take that downtime for you to actually tune into what your body is experiencing. And I think that's what people are not doing because there's too much going on. Absolutely. And that really kind of takes us back to the idea of connection. Um, you know, meditation is a great way to connect with yourself and a great way to connect with source energy. And there's so many different ways that you can meditate. I think that meditation is, um, a little intimidating to people who don't have previous experience with it. It is. Yeah. Because the idea or the supposed idea is that, you know, you have to have a totally blank mind and you're just going to reach enlightenment and they're, oh, I can never do that. My mind is so busy. And it's, that's why it's called a practice. It's really not about 
having an, an end goal in mind. It's just about being able to sit with yourself and about having a higher stress tolerance. So if you do get quiet and you notice that your mind is very jittery and you're having all of these thoughts that are swooping by, you can have more compassion for them. You can help to actually be mindful of them and then slow them down. So they're not, you know, just running wild in the background of your subconscious all of the time. Right. Right. But and I'm going to say it's a little bit more difficult to do that during the winter because you've got that cold factor coming in. Now, I live out here in the desert in Southern California, so I love <laughs> I love the winter. But back east, there's a lot of snow, so you can't take off your shoes. You have to stay into this um, place that kind of harbors your own energy. Sure, sure. And it's tough. I mean, I, I, when I need to relax, I go sit out in the sun mm -hmm. and I let all of that sun seep into my body. Sure. And that's well, a relaxer. For I, I, I live in Texas, so I I'm also did. not, <laughs> not really used to too much cold, but, you know, but to that, I would say if you're not, if, if getting fresh air and, and warmth and getting outside is not an option, um, you know, energy is mutable. It's transmutable. It's changeable. And so it doesn't have to be about getting the negative energy out of your body. It can be about alchemizing it into something that's positive. And oh, so we can, we can do that with sort of more cogn cognitive processes. Gratitude is the first one that comes to mind. Gratitude is such a powerful practice that can be used to shift your energetic field so that if you're having some stress, practice, a practice of gratitude can take that energy so that it's still in your body, but rather than running it at a lower frequency, a lower vibration, it's actually going to lift it up a little bit, which is going to help increase your mood. It's going to help increase your, your stress tolerance and your ability to, to deal with the things in your life. Now, if you have serious issues, say diabetes or something like that, what can you do to really get in touch with your body? Can your mind actually heal some of these um, health issues? I believe that, the, I will absolutely believe that that is possible. Um, I think okay. that we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen with Joe Dispenza's work. You are the placebo, yep. especially. I mean, that's really, really powerful work. So I do believe that it's possible. I, and I think that there are a lot of physical illnesses that are actually manifestations of trauma in our lives. A lot of times there are physical manifestations of trauma that maybe happened when we were younger and we don't remember, or maybe it's a culmination of being in a, you know, being sensitive and being in a really overwhelming world. And so you sort of feel traumatized all of the time and then our body will react accordingly. Um, and so if metaphysical causes are at play, then I think that it's also highly possible for our minds to shift and alleviate some of those symptoms as well. And again, I do want to hark back. I mean, I think that the physical is also important. So there are, you know, natural medicines and natural therapies that are available that can work alongside with having a body awareness practice and some of these other, um, you know, breath work and meditation to really shift your energetic field. And I think that they work really well together, but I absolutely think that even with serious illness, that's when these practices are even more important oh, um, because it can be easy to sort of slip into depression when you're having um, a lot of illness or comorbidities. I think that those are very, very common. Very common. Okay. So let's get back to the supernatural recovery because you talk a great deal about being heart centered. What is it that you mean about heart centered? Sure. Um, for me, it is about um, being compassionate, heart centered. Um, so I'm, I'm giving from my heart. This is a gift from my heart uh, to the world, to other sensitive souls, to other empaths, um, and to other people who struggle with addiction or other maladaptive trauma coping mechanisms, and just a way to lift people up. Um, I, I sort of see it as being you know, stuck in the mud and being able to offer my heart to theirs to just to lift them up. Um, so heart centered is just, 
it's a compassion practice. It starts with having compassion for yourself and also having compassion for other people in your life. And that's another great way to sort of alchemize the energy of your life. Um, and to bring in more positive things, whether that's more mental and physical health or manifesting things in your life that you want. Um, but having compassion for yourself and for other people, understanding that everyone truly is battling something that you know nothing about mm -hmm. and um, being able to speak with them and understanding that we're all human and we all have some sort of struggle and we all have something that we've had to overcome and you know how how big or how bad or scary those things are really are relative across the scale of humanity yeah very true very true so we need to start focusing in with what is going on with our body because we're really the person or the entity that can heal ourselves. You know, we look outside of ourselves to the physician or to the nurse and we go to them as if they're going to solve our answers or, or our issues, but it's not them who's going to be doing it. Yeah, they have a pill, but unless our mind is in the proper setting, we're not going to heal. Would you say that that is, um, a, that it is attributed to even more disease because we're giving away the responsibility for healing to others yeah. and not ourselves? Yes, absolutely. Um, I also think that there's, an issue sort of inside of the system of Western medicine, where we're often treating a symptom and not treating a cause okay. and being able to get in touch with yourself to find the root causes of whether it's a mental illness or whether it's, you know, crossed into a physical manifestation of, a, of an illness, um, finding the root cause rather than just treating the symptom. And I think that Many times when we over-medicate, we become even further disconnected from our bodies, which mm -hmm. makes it even more difficult to get into a place where we can do our own healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us your story, if you don't mind. Tell us, how did you get into this? Sure. How did you, how did you pick up the pieces? And really, there's not many books or teachers out there, so you had to do a lot of internal learning and i'm i know it's all spiritual so tell us your story sure well i've been a massage therapist for about 15 years so i've been working with bodies and working with energy for a very long time um over the the span of my career i kind of slowly started doing energy work and i've always known that i was an empath but it it was sort of at my detriment rather than a gift that I had that I could offer the world. And so that was a really important shift for me that I had to move from, oh, I'm so overwhelmed by everyone else's energy and feeling super stuck in that regard. Um, and so being able to move into a space of, well, I have a gift and it can help me heal people, being able to tap into their subconscious, tap into their energetic fields, um, that was a big piece of it. Writing the book itself, I, I appreciate that you recognize that there aren't a lot of teachers and there isn't a lot of information yet regarding this yeah, subject. Yeah. There's a lot of um, the 12 steps and, and Western medicine. And uh, there are things that are available, but they're not, in my opinion, incredibly helpful and incredibly useful, especially for people who are on a spiritual path, especially for other people who are incredibly sensitive or for other empaths. Um, I started writing this book actually before I got sober and I was writing it as sort of a tribute to um, healing trauma through body work, because as I was working with my clientele, I was able to see such a powerful shift just in the power of energy and body work from um, their attitudes, their mental illnesses, the traumas that they've had in their lives. And being an empath, of course, you know, people share a lot of things with me. And so that was really where the seed was planted. And it was over the span of <coughs> Excuse me, do that. No problem. Do that. <laughs> I just got a tickle in my throat. Let me. <laughs> no problem. 
It was over the span of a few years and it, the writing and the channeling of all of the information really ramped up over the last uh, couple of years of my life. And I would, you know, sort of have um, an urge to sit down and write and it would happen for hours at a time. I would just have these really big surges of creativity of, of, you know, downloading information so much that I, I would get, I would get these, all of these ideas and then sort of have to go back and see if I could find any sort of research to back up some of these claims that I was making. And luckily that was available to me. So it doesn't feel super outlandish, but, um, it was just my own path that I put myself on. And I feel incredibly grateful that I was able to get out of the mental state that I was in living in active addiction is incredibly traumatic and it's, it's hell on earth, honestly. And being able to overcome that has really empowered me. And I feel really grateful that I have the opportunity to help other people on their journey. So you help people with their addictions and as well as other things that are going on with them. That's correct. So I do work in addiction recovery, but I also, you know, I work as a body worker and an energy worker. And so people don't always have to be in absolute despair to come and see me. Uh, several of my clients are doing just fine. And I just, you know, work with them regularly and keep them feeling light. And just like any uh, therapist or healer or practitioner might, you know, in your life, whether that's an acupuncturist or a therapist, um, I just enjoy being a pillar of their healing communities. So what I am grasping from you and your book is that we all have the ability, but we've got to be willing to learn. We've got to be willing to step out of that victim mode and focus in on ourselves. And even though it's tough for mothers and fathers and and everything, you got to take the time for yourself. If you want to create, create that healthy environment for you and for those around you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a single mother. And so even, you know, even as much as I uh, want to practice what I preach. I fall into some of those traps sometimes where I'm giving a lot of my energy and not always taking the time that I need for myself. And it is always such a great reminder, you know, even someone, one of my clients the other day told me there is freedom in routine. Ah. And so even if it means that you, you have your self-care rigidly scheduled, and that means I have, you know, an hour to myself, no one's going to talk to me, I'm going to meditate or read a book or journal or, you know, whatever it is that, that brings you joy or that, you know, can help you feel calm. Um, really being diligent about making that a priority is, is incredibly important. Psychically, we are all connected to this superpower and yet we tend to put off. I mean, it's like we've got the answers within. And you tuned in to yourself to get those answers. And as you stated, you got verification of those answers. Well, you know, I think this is happening to us every single day. We're just not recognizing the power that we actually have of bringing that to us. Our mental outlook is allowing us to be fed from the universe these things that we need to know. And it's just not by a fluke. It's intentional. There's a bigger power out there sending us messages. But we're so intent on everything else rather than what we're feeling. Well, that's what creates all the problems to begin with. Absolutely. And it can be really easy to get caught up in despair. Ah, and we we're talking yeah. earlier about being in a victim mentality. And one of the things that I, that I talk about um, in my book is shifting from a victim mentality into a survivor mentality, and then eventually rising above and detaching from all of it so that you're no longer really, um, oh, I'm a survivor of X, Y, and Z. You're just living your life. <laughs> And I think that that's a really powerful and important shift. It is. That is really good. This is really good. So this is what people are going to get when they read your book. It's an empowerment on how 
they can go forward and receive the little flukes, but correct them. Is you're giving the people the power to correct themselves. Absolutely. It's all about tools and, and practical exercises that everyone has access to all of the time that can help them feel better in the moment, whether it's something that they're experiencing, you know, an anxiety attack or if they're having some sort of physical problem and, you know, they need a little bit of healing, a little bit of compassion, a little bit of love just to feel physically better. Um, these are tools that are available to everyone. And it was just important to me to put them all sort of in one place. So that it's, you know, very easily accessible. And if you lose your way, which we all do from time to time, we you can do. kind of pick it up, pick it up as a quick reference guide. How can I help myself feel better right now? And that is the gift that I wanted to give to people. So uh, that's why I think this is the book that people need to have in their house because everybody is going to get a low immune system one time in their life. That's all it takes. Absolutely. They have to have a reference point instead of going to the web and putting in things that you don't know, you grab this book and this book gives you everything you need to know so that you can even do more research. Well, it helps you tap into your own innate and internal wisdom. And that is what we're ignoring. That's Absolutely. what we're, we're largely ignoring. disconnected from that as a society. Absolutely. And that's why we have to have this book. It brings us back to ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that's one of the, the main things I think we were just talking about connection and disconnection. And even as is, you know, our bodies are microcosms of the society as a whole. And as we disconnect from one another, we begin to disconnect from ourselves. And so even in terms of substance abuse or video games or sex addiction or, you know, anything that you're kind of going for, if it's disconnecting you out of your experience, or if you're using it as a way to not be present in what you're experiencing, it's just going to get you further away from yourself, which is ultimately going to just get you sicker and sicker. And so the medicine is the awareness and tapping and being able to tap into that innate internal wisdom that we all possess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is so important and it's so important right now because mentally in this world, the entire planet is being told what to think, but your book frees us up to allow us to think and allow ourselves to think what's good for us. Absolutely. Well, another thing that I, I heard another practitioner say in regard to what we're experiencing globally right now is a global healing crisis. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term healing crisis, but it is, um, it's something that happens when our bodies get overloaded, when we're detoxing too fast. It can also be really common when we're having an emotional detox. Um, you know, I was talking about transmuting energy and moving stuck energy out of your body. And a lot of the times when that stress is leaving our body, it can feel like more stress. So yeah. it's like a worsening of, of symptoms before it gets better. And I thought that that was a really uh, interesting analysis and it, 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 it feels very true and something that feels very real based on my experience that I'm having. Wow. That's, that's really important for us to understand this whole thing. You know, one thing about COVID, it is pushing us into a self-discovery phase. Absolutely. Yeah. It, um, I, I think that that was really kind of, I, I don't want to downplay any of the, the grief and the deaths, but I do yeah. think that one of the gifts of going into isolation um, and separating was it was able to give everyone the opportunity to sort of go within and uh, learn a little more about themselves. And I think anything that you were trying to hide from yourself or anything that maybe you weren't dealing with, whether that was within yourself or within some of your relationships, there was nowhere to hide from it anymore because you were literally just stuck indoors with it, with your spouse or your children or yourself, whatever problems. And so they had to come to the surface and be dealt with. And you know, outside of the deaths and the sickness, 
that separately, I think is a gift because it helps us to be more healed completely as individuals, as families, and as a society, when we're able to actually deal with the things that are bothering us instead of sweeping everything under the rug. So you would agree that sickness really is about our mental well-being? In many cases, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, and I tend to agree. I don't see uh, a depressed person um, being that well, physically or mentally. You it, know? it absolutely causes a lot. And, you know, and they sort of feed into one another. Many times if yeah. you get physically ill, it'll sort of cause a mental illness. And if you have a mental illness, then it can sort of like depression, for example, it can devolve into, you know, chronic pain or digestive problems, respiratory problems. It pops cancer. up in all these different ways. And cancer is a big one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're coming in the year 2021. We're realizing that our minds are able to heal our bodies and can create the illness. So bottom line is we don't want COVID or if we get COVID, we want it to be mild because we've told ourselves that we kind of would like to have the um, what is it? The, the cells, the, um, immunity, we want to have those things so that we don't get it again. Absolutely. And that's what the other side, see, we're getting two sides of the story here. You're going to be sick. You're going to die, or you're going to be well, because you're never going to have to get it again. So it's like, well, bring on the COVID then, because I just want it once. So I don't have to get it again. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to, I don't want to speak sure. out of turn. Um, but I, but I do believe that there are some things that are being overlooked in terms of how we can physically keep our bodies safe. And I think that it's really important to remember that our bodies do have natural immunity and that that can really be um, supported and celebrated. And that can be a very valid way to keep yourself safe. That's true. That's true. And I just want to tell everybody, and this isn't a commercial at all, but, you know, I am and have received a prescription for hydroxychloroquine because at my age, I would rather prevent something from occurring and I'll keep my mental outlook just beaming. But it's easier to do when I only have to take one pill a week because I'm using it as a prevention. So that mindset of doing something on a positive note, rather than waiting for something to happen to me and just Absolutely. taking that chance. And there's other medications that people can get also to prevent. Um, and a lot of physicians, I'm sorry to say my physician um, did not want to give me the prevention. Um, they just don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, okay, there's something wrong here. Because there is a prevention and there are ways for you to get that medicine, like the frontline doctors. It's our choice. And if we want to prevent it, well, then we go and get the tools that sure. will prevent it. And that's what makes uh, us so powerful. We don't have to. We have to go with our gut feeling, with our mental abilities. What do you think is going to keep you safe? It doesn't necessarily depend on a doctor saying, you got to do it my way or it's the highway. Absolutely. Well, you know, it really goes back to what you're saying, too, about empowerment. And I think that empowerment is a really important part of healing and it's also a really important piece of what we're dealing with now. I think that we're being told that there's one narrative and that's the narrative that you have to follow. And if you don't follow that one, then you're wrong. And that kind of feels unprecedented, at least in my okay. lifetime. Yeah. And uh, so having the power to be able to say this doesn't feel right for me, whatever that is, and being able to act on that and set appropriate boundaries, I think is something that is is, is incredibly mentally healthy, healthy. That is the healthy stance. 
you've got to take the issue to you. You're the only one that's going to heal yourself. And we got to quit depending on others. And this is what your book brings out the self-empowerment to get healthy and for us to just kind of turn off all the other garbage because bottom line, we know what's best for us. Absolutely. We absolutely do. We all have the ability to tap into our intuition. Um, you know, I have a, I have a very strong intuition. It is one of my gifts, but I believe that everyone has that same power. It's just like a muscle, you know, it's something that you have to practice, but you also have to have faith in it and you have to, to believe it and not just say, Oh, I'm being silly or, or, you know, push it aside. I think that we all have these gut feelings or, you know, a little voice in our heads, sometimes the loud voice in our heads that will, you know, tell us which way to go. And if you can really trust yourself and have faith in yourself, then you can, you know, make empowering and positive choices for your own health in your life. You're not powerless. You're not powerless over COVID. I don't care what anybody says. You are the only person that can actually heal yourself. So what are you guys waiting for? <laughs> Let's get done with it. <laughs> oh, I think this is wonderful. I love your book, Supernatural Recovery. Everybody's got to get it. They, You can find it, um, the book book and actually a great article by you in the last issue of law of attraction magazine and you're going to be in the next issue as well so i'm a delighted i hope everybody reads it you truly are a lifesaver a mental lifesaver you. you are teaching us the power that we forgot and that's what it's doing this is a must-have book Please, everybody, do yourself a favor and go get Supernatural Recovery. Now, tell them how they can get it. You can get it on Amazon. It's also available at Barnes and Noble. And um, the book is published through the Balboa Press. So if you prefer to go straight to the source, you can also get it through the Balboa Press. And if they have questions or want to talk to you about possibly hiring you, how did they get a hold of you? My website is supernaturalrecovery.org and I have online classes. Uh, they can also contact me about one-on-one -on -one coaching. And of course, you can also find all the links to buy the book on the website as well. That's supernaturalrecovery.org. Now, I would have to say that you would be the place that I go to first. I, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. This, this is so necessary. And the timing of this is uh, God given. I mean, we're learning about you and what you have to offer because you are what we are needing right now. And I can't thank you enough. <laughs> that is incredibly kind. Thank you so much. It's not kind. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And please come back on and uh, everybody tune into the next magazine issue because you're you're going to get a great, great um, information that's going to help you a lot. Thank you. Fantastic. So much. It was lovely to meet you. I would love to come back on and I'm um, excited to be up to be a part of the magazine. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Oh, gosh. Thank you. And to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. And don't forget to ask the universe for a sign. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week.